Okay, people. So we're gonna jump into this week's echo chamber. But you know how we do. We start off with the UK box office top 10. And this is for the weekend of the 25th to the 27th of March. All right. So at number 10 this week, we have got Roger Mitchell's The Duke, right, which is written by Richard Bean and Clive Coleman, starring Jim Broadbent, Heather Canry, Stephen Rashbrook, James Wilby, Matthew Good. You know, at number nine, it is uh, Jujitsu Kazine Zero, the movie. Um, I feel this may be some manga thing, right? It is directed by Shong Hu Park. Written by Gegi Aka, Akatami, right? It's only an hour, so you know what I mean? It's not a killer on you people. At number eight, we have got Sing 2. This is from Gareth Jennings. He wrote and directed. He's even voicing a character in there. Along with Nick Knoll, Taron Egerton, Tori Kelly, Sky Johansson, Rennie uh, Witherspoon. It's not Rennie, it's Reese, right? It's Reese Witherspoon and Matthew Mahongane. All right. At number seven, it's the worst person in the world. This is from Jakeem Trier. Um, he also co wrote it with Eskil Vault, right? Starring uh, Renat Reniv, Anders Denilson Lee, Maria Gazia Di Mio. Right, right, right. That means at number six, we have got Craig Roberts, The Phantom of the Open. So, run by Simon Farnaby and Scott Murray. Starring Reef Ifans, Mark Rylance, Sally Hawkins, Mark Lewis Jones, Nigel Beps. There you go. So at number for five, at number five this week, it's a Catherine Tate film. Yeah. The Nan movie. I don't know, people. Oh no. It's directed by Josie Rourke, written by Catherine Tate and Brett Goldstein, and obviously it's starring Matthew Tate, Catherine T Matthew Tate, Catherine Tate, and Matthew Horn, Catherine Parkinson, Pete Bennett. I guess if you like the TV show, you're gonna like the film. I just, yeah. I, you know, I was never a fan. It's never a fan. Ugh. At number four, people, this week, it is Uncharted. So this is from Ruben Fischer, right? Written by Art Markham and Rafe Judkins, along with Matt Holloway. Starring Tom Holland, 
Sophia Ali, Mark Wahlberg, Taddy Gabrielle, Antonio Banderas, Patricia Meaden, and Sarah Patrick. All right, right. So in our top three, in at number three this week, people, it is Ambulance, the new Michael Bay joint. It is written by Chris Fedak, Loritis Munch Pedersen, and Lars Anderson Pedersen. Um, it is starring Isa Gonzalez, Gun- Gun- Gonzalez, Jake Gyllenhaal, Devon Chandler Long, Garrett Dillard. Um, Yaya Abdul Madison, the second, you know what I mean? Okay, so at number two, it is Triple R, or maybe you say R, 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 I don't know, (laughs) it's three R's people, okay? It is from S.S. Rajmuli, um, yeah. Written by Madhan Kaki, Say Madrav Bura, and Viparadio Prezd. Yeah, I'm not even attempting the names, man. <laughs> I'm not doing it. At number one, obviously, it is The Batman, right? The new Matt Reeves iteration of the Cape Crusader. He wrote it along with Peter Craig and Bill Finger. And this time we've got Robert Patterson as Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Batboy. Zoe Kravatz is Selena Kyle, a.k.a. Caddy Woman. Jeffrey Wright is Lieutenant James Gordon. Got Colin Farrell as Oz, right? That's the penguin. Paul Dano is the Riddler. John Tarumo is Carmine Falcon. Andy Circus is Alfred. Yeah, I'm hearing it's good. I'm hearing it's good. It's long, but it's meant to be good. All right. Is he it's 120 minutes? Someone told me it was three fucking hours. <laughs> 120 minutes is not three hours unless my maths is bad, but I don't think it is. Well, I mean, it is, but I know that's not three hours, right? But anyway, people, that is our top 10. And now we're going to get into this week's films. All right. So sit back and let's go. Okay, people, so big news has dropped just on the heel. Literally, Flair, BFI Flair just finished, and those crafty sons of bitches have now revealed the date to the London Film Festival. The 60, the 60, the 66th. BFI London Film Festival, that is, people. Yes. So, on the 5th to the 16th of October is when all the fun is going to start. So, make sure you mark those dates down. 
in your calendars. But that's not all. That's not all. Because now submissions have opened up as well. So, um, yeah, if you have a short or a feature film, people, you can uh, submit your film with the hopes of it appearing at one of the best film festivals in the goddamn world. All right, so uh, final deadline dates for a seat of online submission forms and film screeners. So UK and international short films, right, 40 minutes or less, is Thursday the 9th of June. Um, 5 p.m. British summertime. Okay, UK feature-length films, more than 40 minutes, is exactly the same. Thursday the 9th of June, 5 p.m. British summertime. Uh, but they also, we are pleased to open our submissions for LFF 2022 to UK shorts and features and international shorts. Right, uh, so this is the BFI London Film Festival presents a selection of the best in-world cinema, showcasing audiences a wide array of films representing a variety of languages, genres, and filmmaking styles. The LFF showcases exceptional British filmmaking alongside international work, and the program spans features, shorts, fiction, documentary, artists, moving image, restorations, animation, and films for family, alongside titles destined for award season glory. Seeking films for selection, our programmers view films at other festivals, follow alumni filmmakers' work, and research films in production from UK distributors and international partners, actively tracking new work from different territories. The submissions process enables us to be open to filmmakers who wish for their films to be considered so the festival can encounter fresh filmmaking voices that may not reach us by other means, ensuring we consider the widest possible pool of new work from directorial debuts to established talent. We are particularly interested in receiving more feature films from the Caribbean, South Asia, and South Saharan Africa. If you have a project which fits the criteria, please email at lffsubmissions at bfi.org.uk. So, yeah, if you go uh, to the website, there is the, the form on how you submit all the guidelines um, and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, people, there, there are fees. Um, so it seems for, uh, actually, I don't know if there's a fee. I can't see the fee for UK short films. Um, for international short films, it's £20. Uh, if you get it in by the 27th of May, um, 
after the 27th of May to the 9th of June, it's £35, which is not that crazy, actually, if you consider it. Um, yeah, UK feature films, if you get it in before the 1st of April, it's £30. After the 1st of April to the 27th of May is £40. And then from the 27th of May to the 9th of June, it's £55. Okay, so, ah, now, the UK short films is 50, £15 before the 1st of April. Um, from the 1st of April to the 27th of May, it's £20. And then from the 27th of May to the 9th of June, it will be £25. So, people... There you go. That's all the information. Remember the 5th to the 16th of October, 66th BFI London Film Festival. And you can guarantee that we will be there to cover it. So let's get into uh, some other stuff. Okay, people. So we're starting off with a new Disney joint. It's called Fred. Okay, people. So, Fresh is the new... I say Disney Plus. I mean, it's basically Disney Plus, right? It's... I don't know. I think in the States, it dropped on Hulu. And then internationally, it goes on the stars uh, tile, Right? But um, yes, it is the new film, I should say the directorial feature debut from Mimi Cave. It's written by Lauren Kahn. Um, it is produced by Kevin J. Mezik um, and Adam McKay. Executive produced by Kahn. Ron McLeod, McLeod, um, to do and Ali Mendes with a co production from Meve Collinanen, Collinanen, um, yeah, with some insistence from Natalie Hack Flores. And uh, Valerie Flugvirez. Music is handled by Alex Sommers. Cinematography is Pavel Pogorleski. It is edited by Martin Penza. Uh, casting is Francine Masler and Molly Rose. Production design is Jennifer Morden. Art direction by Steve Scott and Sarah Stapleton. Set decoration is Stephanie Agamira. Costume design is Christina Flannery and Athena Fenny. With um, special effects makeup handled by Rebecca Delchambri, Beverly Hoy. And Lindsay Pikey. I think that's how you say it. No offense, Lindsay. 
but yeah, that's um oh yeah, obviously there's a cast. <laughs> we didn't get to the cast. Okay. Uh so we have Noah played by Daisy Edgar Jones. Her best friend is Molly, played by Jojo T. Gibbs. I feel Jojo plays another character called Molly in something else. I can't quite remember. Um, we then have Steve, the mysterious guy, played by Sebastian Stan. Um, there's Anne, played by Charlotte Labon, the barman who used to date Molly is Paul, played by Deo Ikeni. Uh, there's Penny, played by Andrea Bang. Um, Chad, played by Brett Dior. Melissa, played by Alina Maris. Um, William Bellu. His character is just very onimous. Doesn't have an actual name. <laughs> but yeah, he's there. Uh, they're our probably our, our, our main lot of peoples, right? Um, yeah, they're our main lot of people. Okay, so the g -g gist of the film is this the horrors of modern dating seen through one young woman's defiant battle to survive. Her new boyfriend's unusual appetite. <laughs> no, it's not that film, right? That's it makes you think when you hear that, right? It makes you think of something else. It's not that. It is not that. So, yeah, we start off, right, with Noah. She's, you know, Going through those dating apps She's looking um, And she's just tired of it all Tired of it all Meets her, And we see her on a <laughs> Terrible date Terrible date with Chad um, it is, Yeah, it's not good It's not good So that kind of sets everything up and, you know, talking to Molly about the whole situations and just all of this. But then she's in a bar and she meets Steve. Meet Steve. Wait, did she meet Steve in the bar or in a supermarket? No, she met Steve in a supermarket. Yes. And then she arranged a drink with him in the bar. Yeah, so it was a, a meet cute, as it were, which was, you know, just one of them things, right? But it all, it's all pretty believable. I mean, obviously, with the whole meeting in the supermarket, there's lines that are dropped, which you can think, mm, I don't know if that would work if I try to drop that, right? If I try to do that, maybe I'm getting maced. Who knows? But, you know what I mean? Hey, I know people that can drop those cheesy fucking lines and they work. You know, like, I don't know. I just, 
man, I just never feel that those cheesy lines just ain't me. I can't, I can't do that. It don't, right. It might work, but I just don't feel man. I just feel mad cringe. You feel me? So I don't do that. But uh, yeah, but yeah, no. So we get this look into the dating. I will say, I will say, fuck you fresh because hey, dating it's not the easiest thing. It's not the easiest thing. There's already, like, people fearing getting murdered and, just, you know what I mean, just all them other things. You don't have to throw more shit into the mix, right? Why are you muddying the waters, Fresh? Why are you making this so fucking difficult, you sons of bitches? Anyway. <laughs> but no, it's... um. It's it's I enjoyed this film, right? Because now there are points of the film where it becomes a lot slower, you know, but I kind of feel that you can definitely see this happening, right? Because I think man, if you've used them them dating apps, you know it gets tiring as a motherfucker. Like trying to meet just someone decent, right? There's so much just debris, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, it's like, yo, there, there's more shit <laughs> on these apps than there are plastic straws in the ocean. Trust me, I feel like a turtle with something in my blowhole all the time. That does not sound right. I realized that as that came out of my mouth. But you understand what I'm saying, people, right? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, right? So I think if you think you've met someone nice, you can get caught up in that shit. You can be like, okay, let's, yeah, let's go away. Let's, okay, you know? And then it can all go a little, yeah. I mean, everyone hopes it does not. Or if it does go bad, bad is just, you know, a bad conversation on a date, right? Someone being rude. I don't want it going this bad. <laughs> That's not cool. <laughs> but, yeah, so all of that is believable. Now, I think it then sometimes gets to that point where you're like, hold on. Everyone's got mobile phones, Right. Surely, like, someone should be able to. Or, wait, but wouldn't you just... And I kind of feel that this did kind of look at some of those things, right? It, it did kind of look at those things. People, we see people using technology to try and get answers, which I'm like, okay, yeah. For real, yeah, of course, you can do that, right? You can do that with pictures, you know, you can track locations, you can all of this. So I like the fact that they didn't try and ignore that this technology is out there. You know what I mean? That people can utilize these things. So that was great. Then it's like the, the situation Noah finds herself in. Yeah, do kind of feel to yourself. I mean, like the initial, you think, ah, I don't know, man, because yeah, 
you're a chick, he's a dude. Now, obviously, we are trying to break down barriers. We are looking at equality. But uh, a chick noicide ain't fucking up Sebastian Stan. That e you need to jump. You need to jump. You can't just go up against. It's not going to work. Come on, man. Like, people should know that. So you would think, I, I probably would bide my time. But then you can also understand there's, there's this, like, I do not want to be in this situation. You know what I mean? Like, how, how long could it go before it goes mad bad? Right? So there is that. So I can kind of understand it. The <laughs> Now, it's not meant to be a funny moment. Right? But I got to say. Chopping the ass of a white chick. Sometimes, now obviously, not some have that booties. You know what I mean? But some, you wonder how the back stays up. So it's a bit like, yo, how much meat be on that? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like. How how hard was was that? Or if she did, that's mean, right? She she was one of the few with one, and then you took it away. Sons of bitches. <laughs> that I mean, yeah, it amused me. That part amused me. But no, I I enjoyed it. I liked the way it rolled out. Um, you know, some of those things, like yeah. With, with the whole house, Molly, I kind of figured it was going to go that way. But I like the fact that they threw it out there because, you know, women ain't always the nicest either. You know, so there was definitely the, those things in there. And you could believe once you realized the situation with Blondie, Right, so what that must have meant when we see the shower bit, right? You're like, oh, okay, that means so it was just like, yeah, 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 yeah. So that I, you know, that was good, that was good because, yeah, obviously, for that to, I don't think that could have gone on if you know, no one else knew, you know, so. All of these kind of bits and bobs, it made sense. And but you could believe that Stan's character, Steve. You could believe that he could go that other way. Right? You you thought, yeah. There's not everyone's like that. So obviously, thinking someone is, you'll be like, oh, okay, this is great. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but I, and then the way it was all paced out and just all of that. Now, we, you do get into situations where mm, could that happen in that way? You know what I mean? And just all of that. But I think all in all, Fresh was the decent flick with a good story. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it was a decent story. It, it, you know, it made sense, right? You could believe it, all of that. So then you factor in, this is Cabe's directorial debut. Hey, 
stellar. So she did a good job. You know, I liked a lot of the transitions, the angle she chose, all of that jazz. Hey, also, <laughs> I I really did. I mean, call me twisted, people. Call me twisted. But what Paul does, <laughs> you know. You know, you got to think, oh, Paul, you son of a bitch. But, hey, <laughs> you know there's going to be bad people that try and do that shit, right? So, yeah, people, fresh. Hey, definitely, definitely worth a look. It is now playing on Disney Plus through your stars tile. So, people, if you um enjoy those uh, dating with a twist films, then you might want to add fresh to your list. Okay, people, now it is time for Heart Stop. Okay, so, yo, I took the time to finally check out Heart Stop, right? It's a short film, and I don't know, it intrigued me. It intrigued me when I I just saw like the the poster on Netflix and I was like, I know, man, there's something about this that I want to check it out. You know what I mean? So yeah, I got round to doing it, and god damn, I am glad I did. But boy, people, I am pissed <laughs> at uh, Mario Woods. God damn, Woods, what the fuck? You know what I mean? That that was a tease. You know what I mean? Like, yo, this is 19 minutes and <laughs> you want it to continue. You want this motherfucking thing to continue. So Woods, yeah, she directed, um, she co-wrote with Lauren Ludwig. It is produced by um, Ludwig, Claire Brooke, and Jeremy Kip Walker with Miranda Guzman as co-producer and Ginger Shanker handled the music Bella Gonzalez the cinematography it is edited by Sarah C. Reeves casting was from Andrea Bunker um, yeah Production, post-production, all that was handled by Mitchell Grubman, um, Daniela Gerdo, um, was second unit director. Sound was Ginge Cox. There were stunts from Zach Durham, Josh Freed. And Fekla Huchiarova. Um, she is Nikki's stunt double, I believe. Yeah, I, I feel that that was the one. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a few other people involved, but our cast. Right, so we've got Nikki, played by Alina Hez, Hughes, 
and Samantha, played by Nia Sondea. Um, Samantha's mother is played by Hilary Ward. Uh, then we have got Chad Guerrera, Khalid Geji, Josh Freed, and Zach Dumham as uh, some unsavory characters, let's just say. <laughs> so the gist of the film is this. Teenagers Nikki and Sam are in love and planning their future together until Nikki's dangerous past returns to threaten everything. Ooh, people, people, people. So, um, yeah, we, we start off and we've got Nikki riding a bike. You know what I mean? And... Yeah, just the way it's uh, like you understand. Okay, yeah, Nikki, there's some shit going on with Nikki. You know what I mean? But I will say, I don't know why, man, but there was just some of those early scenes with Nikki reminded me of um, Lost Kings. I forget the, the director's name. It was Brian something. Ah, that's irritating. But yeah, that, some of those opening scenes reminded me of Lost Kings. Right, so we see that, and then we're with Sam. Her parents are going away, and she's staying home, right? So we get that interaction, you know, the typical kind of stuff. Are you going to be, you know what I mean, okay on your own? No parties, don't bring people, you know what I mean? Just all that jazz, right? So we have that, but you know, you know what's going to, obviously, you know what's going to happen, right? Parents go, fun starts. Well, when I say the fun, I mean, they're chilling together, right? So we get these, yeah, just these scenes of these two. And, and you really believe the relationship, right? I, I think that really jumps off. Yeah, I mean, just their little greeting at the start. And then just, you know, the, the scenes together, right? Like, we've got them cooking, um, talking, just all of this. It, it really, I mean, jumps out at you, right? There is nothing fake seeming about this. There is a real chemistry. And... That is definitely needed. It is definitely needed for what is to come, right? And so, yeah, they do a great job. And also, when you have this other element to the film, right? The past. You know what I mean? The bad past. When you inject that into it, it's that strength of a relationship that then just heightens this last bit, right? And so that's what makes it so good. Because if you don't believe the relationship, the, the next bit, what follows, it, it doesn't hit as hard, right? Doesn't hit as hard. And it's got to hit hard. Man, you've got to feel just like, ugh. You know what I mean? you just got to feel so bad, uh, when it all happens and the fallout and just all of that jazz. And so, yeah, it's a great, 
great job. The fight scenes aren't bad. Fight scenes, you know what I mean? You you do feel an authenticity about it, right? I mean, there is the start where you kind of think, wait, how the fuck did Shuri get away with that? You know what I mean? Other than that, yeah, it, it's all pretty, like, you, you kind of feel, yeah, this isn't some just Hollywood bullshit. It does feel like a proper interaction, right? Consequences, all of that. And so, yeah, you, you, it's good. It's really good. But the end of this fucking film, right? As I said, look, it's 19 minutes. But you ain't ready, <laughs> right? You, you're, you're so sucked into it that when... You know what I mean? Like the end hits, you're just like, wait, no, 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 no. We could, we can't fucking finish there. Come on, like, what was coming, man? What's coming? Like, how does this fall out? Ah, oh, so it's infuriating. Woods just, I wanted a shaker. I wanted a shaker and be like, I hope you have you, you know what I mean you you got follow-ups to this shit man but I ain't seen anything I ain't seen anything written about potentials oh so we may never know which is it just feels feels messed up feels messed up but yo this yeah I would say this is very well worth watching if you enjoy your short films this one packs a punch and you know great camera work the chemistry between as i said look the chemistry between nikki and sam is just electric right we got different sorts of camera shots you know at towards the end it's more of that kind of a bit of a shaky cam a bit of kind of a roaming kind of feel to it you know where in the beginning we've got these Real nice edits, right, in between the two, which really brings you into the relationship. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we get to see so, a few different styles, but they all work. It all just helps to magnify this story. Really nice, you know, cinematography. Yeah, people, people. Watch Heartshot. What heart shot? Watch heart shot. <laughs> you will be infuriated at the end, but um, I'd say in a good way. I mean, it's infuriating, but yes, is it like it's not because you are disappointed in what you just watched? It won't be that. It will just be like, where's the next part? <laughs> but yeah, people, it's on Netflix. Go check it out. Heart stop, great acting, great story, great directing, great new film. Okay, and we're gonna bring it home with the photograph. Okay, people, people. Man, sometimes when you see a film, right, and you learn some stuff about it, you kind of have that feeling, right? You have that feeling like, yo, I think I'm going to like this thing, right? I think this is going to gel with me. And so 
when I heard about the photograph, I was a bit like, huh, how the hell did I not know about this film earlier? Right? I don't know. I Because it's only just hit Netflix, right? And when I say only just, I think it hit, what, beginning of the month? I feel it was the beginning of the month. Maybe slightly wrong. But, yeah, this motherfucking film came out in 2020. You know? Well, in the States it did. That's the thing. I don't think it dropped over here, which is insane. It's insane. It's insanity. I know. There was COVID, blah, 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 blah. Whatever. Anyway. Yo. This goddamn film, people. Right? It is the fourth feature from Stella McGee. Uh, she wrote and directed the piece. It is um, produced by Will Packer. Um, yeah, Will Packer and James Lopez with Erica Hampson, um, McGee herself, and Issa Ray executive producing, Heather Washington co-produced, and Shayla Cowan um, is an associate producer. Now, one of the other big things was finding out Robert Glasper handled the music, which, you know, I mean, Robert Glasper is just fire. Yo, people, if you have not heard Robert Glasper, you need to go on Apple Music, Spotify, whatever the fuck you use, Pandora, I think that's the thing, right? Go and check her out, because, boy, she's, his stuff is so good. It is so good, people, trust me. So he handled the music. Um, cinematography is Mark Schwartzbard. Uh, it's edited by Shannon Baker Davis. Casting was Ashley Ingram, Mary Venue, and Michelle Wade Bard. Uh, production design is Lauren Weeks and Dara Wishingrad. Art direction was uh, Jeffrey A. Ellerich. Um, set decoration Jennifer Greenberg and Rosa Marie Sasso. Uh, Kerry Langerman was costume design, hair, makeup, all that jazz was uh, Brian Abadi, Carla Brenholtz, Michelle Cardoza, Marjorie Durad, Sherry B. Hamilton, Natalie Christian Johnson, Jody King, Alison LaCure, Felicia Leverhead, Tarasha. Tarsha Marshall, Delina Medin, Marsha Page, Barbara Roman, Tony Roman, Maisha Wade, Jay Williams, and Natalie Young. Woo! It's a lot of people, but there's a lot of hair up in the piece, people. There was a lot of hair up in the piece. All right, so what we have. Um, our cast, well, it stars Aisha Ray as Mae Morton, right? Lakeith Stanfield, he plays 
Michael Block. Um, yeah, we've got, um, yeah, May's mum, Christine Esme. Uh, she's played by Shante Adams, right? Um, and then there's Isaac Jefferson. A young Isaac is played by Yalon Noel. Okay. Um, yeah, an older Isaac is played by Rob Morgan. You know. Um, we then have got... Um... Who then do we have? Uh, we should probably go. Okay, so Michael's boss is um, played by Chelsea Peretti, Sarah Rogers, right? Um, and you have got uh, Michael's friend, Kyle, played by Lil Ray Howery. Right, he's um he's work colleague, he's good friend Andy Morrison. He's played by Kelvin Harrison Jr. Uh, May's friend, right? Rachel Miller is played by Jasmine Cephas Jones, who I know I've seen her in some other shit, and I can't think of what, but I've definitely seen her in some other stuff. Right? Oh, Carl's wife Asia is played by Tenoa Paris. Um, they've got two kids, Sadrine and Sophia. Sadrine is played by Riley Gabrielle King. And Sophia is played by Phoenix Noel. Um, oh, so, yeah. Christine's mother, Violet Esmes, is played by Marcia Stephanie Blake. Okay. Um, there's Lewis Moulton, um, May's dad, yeah, played by Courtney B. Vance. Uh, Billy Wazco is played by Christopher Casarini. Um, oh, a younger maid, a four-year-old maid that we see is played by Dakota Paradise. I mean, that's a fun name, man. That's a, yeah, that's a slick, right? Um, yeah, I feel that that's our main group of peoples. You know what I mean? There's other people who kill it. Uh, that's our main cast, right? I feel, yeah, that's our main cast. Okay, so the gist of the film, when famed photographer Christina Ames dies unexpectedly, she leaves her estranged daughter May hurt, angry, and full of questions. When May finds a photograph tucked away in a safe deposit box, she soon finds herself delving into her mother's early life, an investigation that leads to an unexpected romance with a rising journalist. And so um, that's the thing, man. It, it's just, there's all these things, right? There's all these kind of parallels with the story, like a load of different stuff floating around. 
And yeah, you kind of look at it and it's interesting because it's this um, dissection of life, right? I mean, that's the big thing. It's like there's moments of this film and I'm watching it and I'm like, yo, why did you watch this? And not because it's bad, but it's just because it's just, ugh, it fucks you, fucks with you, man, because you can see, I don't know, people, you can see yourself up in that shit, right? In, in some of the things that go down or there's the fear of becoming, right? You'd be like, oh man, because it's about these two people, you know, well, a part of it is about these two people, right? May and uh oh Jesus Christ, my mind just went blank. I mean just completely Michael, May and Michael. Ah! Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, who they both admit they're bad at relationships, you know, and it's not like I don't want to be in something, you know, like Carl says that Michael, he goes too hard, too fast, right? And then may, there is that, that fear of abandonment, so push people away, right? And, and I think you can, those things can resonate, right? Because you can understand, right? You, I, I guess most people may be gone too hard, too fast, right? Just put too much on something. And then other like then there's definitely those times when you're like, yo, I don't know, man. What if they I, I should, you know, should I get out before they they end this? Like what's happening? Right. So you can see those different things. Now there's definitely there was definitely moments where you'd be like, yo, I mean, I can't drop that line. Right. There's a moment they're together, and Michael's just like, and I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm, I'm thinking. And he's just, he's like, well, what are you thinking? It's like, is it too early in the evening to kiss you? You know what I mean? You'd be like, yo, I cannot drop, I could not drop that line. That line came out of my mouth. Yo, it's not working. I think I'm going to laugh or, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's just, uh, maybe I could drop that. I don't know. I don't know. I just wouldn't. I don't drop those lines, people. But you're watching it and you're seeing these things. And even like a moment like that, which can be technically corny as a motherfucker, right? It works. It works within this moment, right? And we have these great little fucking moments that just whoo, really fucking hit you, man. They really do, you know? And we jump around because we're seeing, like, Christina, you know, and the stuff, the conflicts in her life, right? I think we open up with a video and she's kind of talking about living life, right, and some of the regrets. And she regrets leaving people behind maybe too easily. Right, maybe not fighting for situations like she does with her career, which is just like, ah, uh, that's interesting. That's super interesting because I think that's the thing, isn't it? Right. So sometimes you can look at, yeah, your career. Um, and you're like, 
that I really want that. Right. I, I need to do all I can to get that. But then, you know, relationships are super hard. And it's one of those things like, you know, in a job, you have a contract, right? A written contract. In a relationship, it's a verbal contract, right? Which, you know, ain't really binding in a court of law. You feel me? So it, it kind of feels like it's more fragile. And it is, it's more fragile. There's there's definitely more at stake. Yeah, you might lose a job and you could lose a nice paycheck, but yo, in a relationship, you know what I mean? Like you can lose yourself, right? You, you know what I mean? I just kind of feel that when these things break down, it, it, it's not just you don't see that person, but you can literally lose your parts of yourself you know what I mean like your heart may never feel the same again you know what I mean your soul could feel fractured you know what I mean like this is truth people and so I feel the film really just resonates in that way because we're seeing these situations break down and not work and you can definitely go, ah, oh, that person should have said this. But then you can also go, yeah, but the other person could have said this too, right? So there's definitely things where one person might be more in the blame, but then the other person, yo, they had their, 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 their cross to bear in the situation as well. And I like that, right? I liked that there's so much gray area. It's not just black and white. You know, I think that's the thing that really impacts on a story. And it's just, man, we have been blessed. We have been so fucking blessed lately. You know, I say lately. It's not so much lately, but there's just been these incredible stories, you know, like because, hey, if if we think about it, there was, um, Sylvie, Sylvie's Love, Sylvie's Love, right, which is, um, who the fuck handled Sylvie's Love, uh, Jesus Christ, because that was awesome, right, um, Eugene Ash, Eugene Ash, again, wrote and directed, you know I mean? awesome film, right, there's Really Love from Felicia Pride, and, um, Oh my gosh. Oh my god. God damn it. It's oh god damn it. The the name is was it? It's uh this Felicia wrote it and it's directed is it Angel Christie Williams? Right, Angel Christie Williams. Yeah. So we we have like these great stories and oh shit, I cannot forget as well Rashad Ernesto Green's Premature, which people, you need to go see that film. If you haven't seen that film, people, go see that film. And these films, man, they are just uh, like, they, they really touch on the honesty of these relationships. Because as I said, Eve, you can have those cheesy lines, but it 
can ring true because the way it's all framed and there are times when you're goofy and you say stupidness right but it's that like little fun kind of thing between the two of you and those moments ring right those moments right are impactful and it's just we, we've seemed to have found this new generation of creatives telling these stories that don't feel like the typical Hollywood romance that just seems unplausible. You know what I mean? Seems like that doesn't happen. That's not how this goes, right? Because we watch, you know, we watch the photograph and you can be like, yeah, no, the way all of this goes, the way of it all unfolds. Now, obviously, there's the whole thing of the journalists and they're, they're working on the, they're kind of on the same story. You know what I mean? There is that. But take that away. Everything else, it just fits, right? You can go, yes, I've been in those beats, right? I, I've been in that situation. I understand the the the, the, the turmoil, right? I understand the the faults of how can I make this work? I, I need to get out before it implodes. Like, ah, I wish I could have said this. All of that. Even like the the the, the, the supporting characters, like Rachel. Right when she's like, man, it was so, it felt so easy being miserable, but you know what I mean it's scary opening yourself up to shit, and you, I I think you understand that, you know, and then on top of all of this, right, this great acting, and I will say as well, little Ray How. little Ray How. little Ray How. yeah, I'm saying it right. Why don't myself, man? Boom. Yo, I the progression we have seen in Homie's acting, it is crazy. Crazy. But the acting, really on point. Love the acting. But then you have this great cinematography. This great cinematography, right? The way we really can get into some of those scenes. You know what I mean? The, the, just the... The great camera work from McGee, because, you know, she knows when to pull in, right, when to bring you in close, right, when to keep back. So we have this, you know, the, the, the scenes, just the way it's shot, lit, everything, it, it's just, it works, it's perfect. You know, the hotel scene, just all of that, man, right, and then the music. Oh my gosh, the music. And as I say, Robert Glassford, man, if you don't know, go check Homie out. But yo, the music works so well, so well. And we don't get that bugbear of mine, right? There's not all of this, this is how you feel. No, it's just the music is that next character in the scene. You know what I mean? It's there to enhance rather than to dictate to you so yeah i'm a little pissed right i'm a little pissed that it took 
the fucking film this long to reach these motherfucking shores because I thought we were past all of that, right? With the invention of the internet, right? With, with you know, borders breaking down and all of this, right? We should get shit when it comes. But I, I'm glad I've watched this film, people. So if you haven't seen the photograph, people, go check it out. It's on Netflix right now, people. I, I'm wondering as well if my boy Chris worked on it. So, I mean, you know what I mean? Because he's based in uh, Louisiana and he works on a lot of the stuff um, that's shot locally. So I wonder, I wonder. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't. But, yo, the photograph, people, it pops on every single level. So if you enjoyed Premature, right, if you enjoyed Sylvie's Love, if you enjoyed Really Love, then, yo, trust me when I say you are definitely going to enjoy the photograph. Okay, people, so we're coming to an end of another episode. But before we bounce, let's take a look and see what's happening in the world of films. Okay, so, you know what I mean? We know that Christopher Nolan has Oppenheimer in the works, right? And uh, Alex Wolf is the newest, the newest motherfucker joining this project, which is pretty fucking huge, right? We got a great car. Cillian Murphy will be playing uh, Oppenheimer, but yeah, we got a great cast: Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, Florence Pugh, Rami Malik. Benny Safadi, Josh Harnett, Dane Dahan, Jack Quaid, Matthew Modine, Alden Eckerich, David Krunholtz, you know, David Dastol and Machalon. It's, uh, you know, I mean, it's huge, pretty huge cast. So, yeah, let's see what happens with this. Right, MGM have just grabbed the rights to distribute Bones and All. This is the new film from Luca Gudagino. Right, it's starring Timothy Chalamet, Taylor Russell, Mark Rylance, Andre Holland, Jessica Harper, Michael Stuhlberg, David Gordon Green, French. Eska Scorsese and Chloe Savino, right? It's an adaptation of a book from Camille DeAngelis, right? And it deals with the first love between Marine, a young woman learning how to survive on the margins of society, and Lee, an intense and disenfranchised drifter. The pair meet and join together for a thousand-mile odyssey, which takes them through the back roads, hidden passages, and trapdoors of Ronald Reagan's America. But despite their best efforts, 
all roads lead back to their terrifying pasts and to final stand that will determine whether their love can survive their otherness. Doom, doom, doom. Okay. Um, also, uh, people, um, we've got some ca casting news, right? So um, we've got a new film called Ordinary Angels coming from John Gunn, right? Um, Gunn co-wrote the film with John Irwin. Uh, supposedly, it's a true story. Hmm. Hmm. It's uh, starring Hilary Swank and Alan Rich Richson, right? So it's set against the backdrop of the worst snowstorm in Kentucky history. Swank plays a struggling hairdresser who single-handedly rallies an entire community to help a widowed father save the life of his critically ill young daughter. I mean, she's critically ill. Let her die. <laughs> it's a snowstorm, people. What do you want to happen? You know what I mean? Come on now. All right, we can save the girl. All right, are you happy? Are you happy? Okay, we've got Joel Kinnaman. He's got a new film coming called Silent Night. It's going to be starring um, Catalina Sandino Moreno and Harold Torres. Right? Um... Ooh, no, Joel Kinnaman is starring in it as well. Sorry, it's from John Woo. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, it centers on Good Luck, a father on a mission to avenge his young son, who is tragically caught in the crossfire of gang violence on Christmas Eve. Oh, um, Seth Rogen has um, joined the cast of uh, Aziz Ansari's uh, directorial debut. Yes. Uh, it's also going to be starring Ansari's and Bill Murray. Right. Um, said to be based on a non-fiction book from Atul Gordans. Right. Um, the, the story deals with aging and death on a larger societal scale, along with the medical profession's mishandling of it all. Hmm. I know it doesn't sound great, but you know, Aziz, uh, he, he killed it with um, uh, Master of None, right? So, yeah, I'll check it out, I will check it out. Um, okay, let's go to some other news. Kid Cuddy has a new film coming. Um, yeah, he's making his uh directorial debut, so it's a Netflix joint, right? Um, he's written the script as well, it's called Teddy, right? Um, Jay Jermaine Samuel. Sean Carter, right? James Lassiter, 
Mad Solar and Bron are producing it. Now, the details are, you know, they're kept a little under wraps, but supposedly Cuddy says it's uh, he's kind of bringing his track Pursuit of Happiness, you know what I mean? That banger, he's bringing that to life, essentially. Which, man, the song's great, right? So I'm about it. Let's see what happens with that one. Um, now, this, this is an interesting one. Well, I mean, I say, yeah, I'm throwing around interesting a bit. You know what I mean? But Rawson Marshall Frober, you know, he directed Red Notice recently. He is uh, directing a live-action Voltron film. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's um, co-writing it as well. Now, the interesting thing about it, because Netflix have the Voltron cartoon, but they declined to bid on the film. Right, so supposedly it's between Warner Brothers, Universal, and Amazon. They're the front runners to grab it. But uh, yes, do you want a live action Voltron people? Do you? Do you? All right, let's end with this. So, um, Nicholas, no, Panos Cost Cosmatos. Right, he directed Nicolas Cage in Mandy a few years back, which was fucking insane, but pretty great, right? It's pretty great. I think it played at the 2018 London Film Festival, right? I feel that's where we covered it. But yeah, it's been four years, and he's only now coming with his next joint, right? It's being called Necro Necro. Cosm, it's a science of fiction fantasy, um, which is being written by Migon Horn, right? Um, yeah, but they both came up with the story together. They're saying it's a fantas mag magical fantasy nightmare. I don't even know if that's a real word, people. Ain't gonna lie. But say the story unfolds deep within a strange galaxy where two lovers are torn apart as they try to survive a malevolent invasion. Rather than a nice invasion. (laughs) All invasions are never good. Never good, people. But yeah, there you go. There, we're done. All right. So enjoy the films, and we will see you next week. All right? Peace, motherfucker.